Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We're your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition, and training, but love a good time and a lull, then stick around because we're about to become best friends. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for being here. On today's episode, we are going to talk all things alcohol and mental health. Yeah, it's a bit of a personal story, I guess, from my perspective. I'm going to, I know I've spoken a bit about my dad on this podcast, sort of in drips and drabs, but I'm going to get a bit deeper into that story today just to sort of bring awareness to um, mental health and alcohol addiction. Yeah, um, and it's going to lead us into our Sober October. Yeah, we're doing Sober October come the 1st of, se- of September, of <laughs> October. So 30 days, we're going to raise the money for, I think I've chosen Lifeline as the, um, as the fundraiser. So we'll get that going eventually. But first up, Han, how was the week? My week has been pretty good. It, this one went really fast. It did Again, really actually, fast. they've all been going they've quite been fast. Quite, yeah, I know. But no, I've had a good week. You and I have we've got been some, productive. Yeah, we've been yeah, so productive. We've hustled really we great. So we had our live yesterday, and then we did a big sort of brainstorming sesh, and we are starting a new twelve-week program that we've created together. Yep, we are to with, follow along. Yeah, with nutrition training, sort of in the mindset, lead up to yeah, yeah, a lot of mindset stuff in the lead up to summer. So we're going to trial that, guys, and then hopefully. Get it out to you. Get it out to you at the start of next year. So keep your eyes peeled because we're so excited about it. Yeah, we are. We are. So, yeah, that's definitely what I'm grateful for you this week. And all all the things that we are doing currently and that we will be doing in the future as well. Yeah. And how about the earthquake? (laughs) We need to mention that. I thought... I actually thought that was my last day on Earth. It was really terrifying. Uh, everyone in Melbourne, I'm sure, had their own earthquake experience, but I've never been in one before. Neither. And it was absolutely... <laughs> I was at the studio of Dirt, like I just finished a Zoom. I don't know what I would have done if I was like on a Zoom with people and they... I was on a Zoom. Were you on a Zoom? I was on what a Zoom. What did everyone do? <laughs> so I was on a Zoom, but it was like... um, It wasn't like a training Zoom, like it was like a talking Zoom. Yeah. And there was people from all different states on it. Anyway, and I've just like... I thought a tram was derailing because I was at Tuck Shop and I, was I know, like, crazy. I thought a tram was derailing. So I've turned my camera off on the Zoom. Yeah. I've just gone into the chat box being like, I'm really sorry, but like something's, just something's going on in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum called me like straight away. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. Like something's yeah. actually happened. Um, but everyone on the Zoom is like, oh my God, I'm in Melbourne and I'm near the beach. And, and so I'm watching out it. for waves. Oh my god! Like what are they called? Tsunamis. Yeah, tsunamis. <laughs> Don't think they can happen in Melbourne. And I was like, this is nuts. Anyway, yeah, I turned, put my camera back on. And I was like, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm it was so weird. I was up at the studio, and upstairs we've got like this fragile little room, and I just like I just finished a Zoom, and I was up there like packing away, and everything's just started rocking, and I just had no like my mm. literally my eyes flashed, my life flashed before my Me eyes. Too. Like, I was like, I actually thought yeah, that day could, was the day I died. Yeah, there could be a moment where everything starts crumbling. Yeah, it's like this is how people and die. being in like 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 you were upstairs, I was upstairs too, and like in an oldish building, the yeah, whole building the whole moves. Like I was like. I'm fucked. Oh, yeah, it was really scary. <laughs> the um, I actually ran into a doorway because, yes, it's meant to be. Like the most the stable part. Stable, yeah. Oh. And I don't think it can really collapse unless the whole thing obviously falls down. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm screwed. It was a, a weird week in Melbourne. It was such a Fair weird to week. to say, it was probably the weirdest week yet Definitely. of 2020 Who would have thought that it could get weirder? Yeah. It did. I know. Or, like, worse in a way. Mother Nature is just like, get out of Melbourne. <laughs> get out, run. <laughs> Legit, get out. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Just a quick trigger warning. Warning for 
anyone, I guess, we are going to be speaking a little bit about alcohol and alcohol addiction and mental health. So if you yeah do have any sort of issues based around that, maybe don't tune in or maybe do because you might really yeah, you get, might get some, something, out, something of out of it. Or um, talk to someone as well, like always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, there's Lifeline and yeah, Beyond the, Blue. and The reason I am sort of telling this story is just to bring attention to mental health and alcohol or even drug addiction and just, I guess, raise the awareness for people and the need for people to reach out and ask for help because that's something that my dad didn't do and I guess essentially it cost him his life in the end so we're just going to talk a bit about our relationships with alcohol first I guess yeah Hannah you've got a good relationship yeah I do I actually don't enjoy drinking that much I never really have, if I'm honest, like even when I was younger. In terms of like the taste or like, do you just kind of... I hate being out of control. Yeah, okay. It's weird. I mean, when I was like 15, 16, I thought it was the funnest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it is. So <laughs> which fun. it is. Yeah. yeah, which it is. So fun. And then 18, 19, 20, 21, I would drink, but not like binge drink. I would do other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... I've only, like, now I would be like, all right, let's have a few drinks with the girls, you know, get a little bit silly. Yeah. But I could never do it every week and I could never do oh. it consecutive nights. No, no way. Do you remember, oh, in high school you'd go, like, Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, foul. Disgusting. Foul. Foul, foul, foul. I remember I used to go out and get drunk and then get up at, like, 8 a.m. You'd bounce back so much. Yeah, you do. God, now I'm like, Whoa. Now I, like, hate myself for a whole week. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll have a few drinks tonight and you'd best believe tomorrow I'll yeah. be so worse for work. Yeah, it's not fun anymore, honestly. <laughs> I didn't really believe it. They used to say when you get to like 30 or as you get older, you just can't handle it. Yeah, I was like... so true. (laughs) Once you have like full responsibilities and things like that, but... So now I've got like a good relationship with alcohol. Like I actually don't enjoy drinking all that much. I don't get stupid. I don't drink to get blackout drunk. Yeah, not anymore. Or any of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What about your parents like growing up? Like did they have alcohol around? Did they like when you were like 16, did they buy it for you Um, or anything like that? Mum was a little bit like... I'd rather know yeah. than not know. But that probably didn't happen until I was maybe year, year seven. Not year seven. Sarah <laughs> did not condone that. Um, 17, I 17, reckon. 16, yeah. 17. Year 10, year 11, mum would buy me like 40 UDLs but only give me two. Yeah. And think that I only drank yeah. two. What a silly lady. Yeah, funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she would just like, I would rather know than not know what yeah. you're drinking or like rather her buy it than someone else. Yeah. But mum's not a really big drinker, nor is my dad. Like nothing that was sort of like affecting I mean, it was around, yeah. like mum will have a glass of wine with dinner um, every now and again, yeah. like not every day. But yeah, I've, I haven't had any negative experiences, experiences with, it. Yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, other than like the silly, like your mum's got to pick you up from the party because you're vomiting. Oh my God. So, <laughs> I mean, growing up with my parents, I remember when I was like as young as like 10, whenever they like have parties and stuff, they'd always like, we'd be at the dinner table and they'd have like those mini glasses of wine and they used to give me like little mini oh glasses gosh. of wine. I don't know if that's normal for people to do. <laughs> When I was like 10, me and my cousins used to get this tiny little glass of like wine. I don't know. Is that really weird? But yeah, no, I think my relationship with alcohol now, I really don't almost enjoy drinking that much anymore. I've reached an age where I definitely don't. I mean, I like getting like the little buzz, but I definitely don't enjoy getting absolutely so drunk that you can't control things. What about when you're like going through something? Do you turn to alcohol ever? Like if you're stressed, do you ever go like, Mm. I need a drink? No. 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 I've got, see, I've got a lot of friends. So do I. Like so do I. And a lot of guy friends. Like, yeah. a lot of boys, I think, opt for that too. Yeah. Like, I'll definitely, like, if I... The only time I'll ever sort of behave like that's why I'm having a drink is yeah. if, like, 
I've worked on a Saturday, but I already had plans with the girls. Yeah, yeah. And then I've like worked on Saturday, I'm running around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a drink. But yeah. I don't actually like mean it in yeah, that way. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. But yeah. I would never get home on like a Wednesday night and go and for like, a I'm vodka. I'm so stressed. No. Yeah, and I'd never drink by myself. Neither. Anything, I no. Guess. Um, I don't think I've got any friends that drink by themselves at this point no, in time. No, do I, I don't think. But I definitely have a lot of friends that drink every like, or even clients that drink like Monday to Friday. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it affects my sleep a lot. Yeah, uh, obviously some short-term and long-term health issues when it comes totally. to drinking a lot. Yeah, totally. Sleep is my big spot. Like, I had two Aperols on Thursday yeah, night because the, the sun was out and mm. yes, it was a public holiday. So I made up rolls and my sleep sleep was atrocious. Shocking, yeah, I have I've had great sleeps all week, and then and there was no re- like reason for it to be any different other than I'd had two drinks. Yeah, and it was shocking. Interesting. I was doing like backflips. Yeah, and then you, I can't sleep in either. Like I can't. No, neither. The quality of sleep when you drink a lot, you sort of make poor food choices, yep. or you don't eat as well as you should. Right, so you're not you getting just like, feel the, like shit, or you, and you're not getting the nutrients that you need. So I guess I mean. We're not trying to say that yeah, alcohol not, is so bad. No, 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 no. no. I do enjoy a drink. <laughs> yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, we enjoy it in moderation. Everyone it definitely also behaves differently. Yeah. On it's almost like an excuse to do stupid things. Isn't it? I, I hate was, that when I someone's like, "I was drunk. I don't remember." I but it's true though because it's not true. But it really does make you do, do you, stupid things. Do you believe in the saying, um, "Drunk actions are sober thoughts"? Is that what it is? Yeah, I kind of believe that. Like, you've got the courage to say stuff. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Sometimes. But sometimes, like, drunk Hannah, I'm like, who is who that and where did she come from? Because <laughs> that's not me. That's not you. It is really interesting. Isn't it? But you, you just got almost courage to say things that you wouldn't normally, I think. Yeah, a bit of fun. Well, what do they call it? Liquid say. courage. Liquid courage, yeah. All right, well. Do you want to dive into like... your dad's story? <laughs> it is a really sad story. I don't think I've ever really opened it up to other than my close friends and fam so this is big for you this is big i might get a <laughs> i don't think i'll get teary if you start crying I'll nah, start I won't get but ask any questions because i'm an open book so if you okay when as you go along i'll ask questions go, yeah so i guess my dad can we start should we start from the beginning start like from start beginning? from like baby abby yeah, let's start from baby abby so my dad before i start getting into the story my dad was a beautiful man he was so caring and, and loving and he developed issues with alcohol quite early on in my life so I think I was maybe like 10 years old when he started drinking um, okay so he wasn't a big drinker for his whole life no not, not for his whole life no okay. so he started drinking yeah I think when I was 10 years old my grandpa died so his dad and I think I'm, I don't know the full story but I think he didn't have the best relationship with his dad growing up so I think oh. my Grandpa was very, like, old school, like, boys don't cry, boy, boys don't talk about okay. their feelings, rah, yep. rah, and I don't think they had the best relationship growing up until he was a bit older, and I think that sort of close connection came really late in life, and I think when his dad died, he just couldn't really cope. So he turned to the alcohol. Yeah, yep. so he turned to alcohol. Grandpa died quite suddenly of bowel cancer, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I think I was 10 when that happened, and I think that's was kind of a huge turning point. Dad never seeked any help like, with his mental health. Yep. Um, so when he was going through shit, he sort of just bottled it up, didn't really talk to anyone, and turned to alcohol. And then on top of all of that, he got made redundant from his oh, job, shit. so he was not working. And I think that's when it all started going really downhill. Yeah, the first couple of years, it just got worse and worse, and he started drinking more and started drinking alone. And I'd sort of come home from school and like 3 o'clock, and he'd be absolutely... Oh, shit. 
Were your parents together? Off his head, yeah. My parents, mum and dad still lived together for a really long time while we were all going through that. So I think like most of my high school, I remember him being like quite heavily into drinking. And then he started sort of going in and out of rehab for a couple of years. So he'd go into rehab for a couple of months or a couple of weeks and then sort of get clean and sort of have all these big goals of changing and then he'd come sort of straight back home. And was it a like like was it an an issue that arose in the house? Like would you have fights with him or would your mum fight with him about it? Yeah, or? no, there'd be lots of fighting. So I'd sort of I remember like coming home from school. I don't know what year what I was what it was, but I used to get really scared when I'd see his car in the driveway, mm. just because of the person that he'd become when he's drinking. Like he was so beautiful, but when he obviously drank, it, people get violent. Not that he ever hit me or anything like that. But, yeah, was um, he like angry? Angry. He like would obviously be slurring his words, not making any like sense of anything, mm, and I'd get really angry at that. And get yeah, really it's upset. frustrating. Yeah, really yeah. upset that I that he wasn't. The dad that I want like needed as a teenager as well so I'd get arky and then he'd and then we'd fight and all that so I at the end I sort of just started ignore like avoiding I guess yeah I'd get home and just go straight to my room type thing and not yeah. really and then of course he was really sick like I remember he would like sort of drink through the day and then like sleep in the afternoon and then wake up at night and I'd like wake up to hear him like hearing him like vomit oh, all night god. like he was making himself really really sick oh god so then that was a really horrible aspect of it as well and then he started he kind of got a bit better and then he opened his own we opened our, our his own like mini mart like a little like shopping grocery like little, store yeah, in, like, store yeah yeah so he found a bit of purpose again which was really great because him not having a job was really hard and yet, i think at this point he was Hadn't been drinking for a while, so mum and him were like, this could be a really good project for you, rah, rah, rah. But the shop obviously sold alcohol. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Which, I mean, we were talking about this the other day in, like, habits and trying to break out of bad mm. habits. And I think if you've got environment. the thing, yeah, yeah. If you're putting yourself in an environment where it's right there, like, it is so hard to give up something if you're literally staring at it yep. all day long and it's there and you're serving people that are coming through and constantly buying, buying alcohol and it's in front of you so, so he started drinking a lot again and like at work at work yeah oh, so shit. yeah we'd go there and he'd sort of be about the back and, and then come through and serve customers and be drunk and it was really really horrible it got to a point where mum had to quit her job and take over the business oh, because shit. he couldn't handle it so I think this was all in like year 11, year 12. I right, think. so you're doing VCA on I'm top doing VCA, of this. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so then I think he went to rehab for like quite a long time um, and then came out and then relapsed again. And then I think there was a point when I'd finished high school that mum was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. Which is so fair Which enough. Which is fair enough. So yeah. they... How did you go with like having friends over and stuff? Did you... Didn't, oh, I mean, I didn't avoid really, it. Yeah, I avoided it. Yeah, because yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. It just wasn't comfortable. And no. I remember even taking him to my year 12 formal. Oh, yeah. so smashed. And that was just the most embarrassing thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so just things like that. Like it's, yeah, it was just really not a lot of memories that weren't very, very nice. In saying that though, like he was, I don't want to say all the bad things. Like he was such yeah, a beautiful I'm man sure he when was. he was yeah. sober. But just the, the devil that alcohol turned him into, I guess. And then, so my parents got a divorce when I finished high school. So my mum went her separate way. I, I lived with mum and then dad went off on his own, which was also would have been just really hard for him because being alone, being lonely, mm. having no job, 
rah, rah, I think he So just, did they shut the They shut the yeah, they sold it. Yeah, sold the house, went their separate ways and dad lived on his own and I guess I saw him every now and then. We didn't we sort of grew apart a bit from that point on. He moved out to like Mount Waverley, so it wasn't that far, but Again, for, I think for the next like five years or so, he was in and out of rehab. Um, so would he like check himself in then if he yeah. wasn't with your mum anymore? Yeah. yeah, he really did like... Want to get better. He really did, but I guess not enough. I don't know. I or, feel like... Yeah, it's hard to like know without, you know, that being you. Yeah. And what was actually going through because in his he, mind. I mean, and... obviously he did check himself in and he knew... I think a lot of the time though it would take like him being in hospital like there were so many times where he got he'd call me and he'd be like I'm in hospital again I had a fall and I think it was almost points like that that he'd go shit I need to sort this out I need to sort this out and he'd go to rehab get really better and then all of like it would just go back to normal yeah it's like a vicious cycle a vicious cycle um, and I mean, and I that so takes a toll on everyone around him too like you yeah well I mean for 10 years we were sort of I was hoping, like, I'd, obviously I'd so want him to get better and we were in this, like, big roller coaster of him rehabbing, getting better and then, you know, like, I'd be so excited to hang out with him and he'd be sober and then the next time I'd call him and he'd be drunk and I'd be like, again, like, this is just happening yeah, all over again. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So I guess he went to, this was, I think this was maybe a f- four years ago now or something, he went to rehab for quite a while, so it's like three months or so, and then he got out and I was like, I don't think you should live alone anymore, so he moved in with his sisters, which yeah. and that was great. So he was clean for almost a year, oh, I wow. think, which was really, really good. Yeah. And he was doing really well, and this was another time that I was, this was like three and a bit years ago, so we were opening the studio and we sort of like were hanging out a lot more and it was really great and he was doing really well and he sort of said to me, Abs, I think... I'm ready to move out and live alone again and I really want my own space. And I was like, okay. So you put the trust in him? I put the trust in him and I was like, all right, let's do it. We'll find you a place. I was like, why don't we find you a place like near me and then we can, like, you can come to the gym because we're about to open the studio. I was like, you can come to the gym. Yeah. We'll set up a program. You can come in a couple of times a week and train and, like, we'll catch up. Was he healthy at all? Like, walking, running, Yeah, he was walking a lot. Yeah, he was walking a lot. He wasn't gymming. He was walking a bit and, yeah, he was doing really, really well. Yeah. So I found him a place in Turak, I think it was, like a little apartment right near the studio. Yep. And organized to pick him up from my auntie's house. He'd messaged me that morning being like, oh, can you pick me up from this different... Oh, I actually should say as well, he lost his license during driving. He was four times the legal <gasps> Really bad. So oh he lost God. his license for like three years or something. So there was a point where he couldn't drive at all. So I picked him up from a motel and I was like, Dad, what are you doing here? Anyway, he got in the car and he was absolutely off his face. Oh, shit. And... I just like broke down. I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I literally, I've done this for ten years. I yeah, and you thought it it was all better. Yeah, and I yeah, he'd been clean for a year, and I'd organised him to move out on his own. And it was just at this point where I was like, I literally cannot take anymore. And I think for my protection, I sort of like pulled back, and I was like, I can't see. Like, I just need time to like think about things and sort of have a break and rah rah. So I dropped him off at this new apartment and called his best friend Peter and I was like I just need to I need you to take over from here and just sort of let him settle in and rah rah anyway a few weeks went past we didn't talk for a while I didn't hear from him I didn't contact him I checked in with Peter though so Peter was going in Peter was going over every day to make sure that he was okay he was so great so I was still checking in and making sure that he was okay but I was just like at this point I just I need to protect myself I can't I don't want to talk to him yeah and I think this is what I was saying when I when you asked me about regrets like not long ago Mm. 
I kind of wish that I hadn't have done that because Peter went away to Europe. So dad was on his own and I was like, all right, I better check in with him. And I think a few weeks went past, I didn't hear anything back. And um, I was at a point where I was getting really like kind of worried because his phone was fine one week and then a couple of days later it was off and it was just going to voicemail and that was happening for a while. Um, so I was with my friend Georgia one night and we were doing a workout and she was like, why don't we just go to the police and check in and just ask them to do a welfare check. So, um, we went to the police and then they were like, we'll do a check. We're pretty busy today, but we'll try and get there around, around there tomorrow. Gave them my details and then they went around. So this was a Friday night. They went around on Saturday. So we literally just opened the studio as well. We'd been a week open at TSC. And they knocked on the door, the lock, like the, the people knocked on the door to do a welfare check, the police, but there wasn't any answer. So they called the locksmith and they, the locksmith had to call me and ask for permission to like pay for it and stuff. And mm. I was like, yeah, just do it. Like three hours later, they called me and they're like, where are you, the police? And I was like, I'm at work. And then the police car like came out the front oh of my the God. studio. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking so surreal. And I remember I was standing, I didn't have any clients, but I was standing at the desk and the police car pulled straight out the front and I was like, fuck, this is like... Serious. This is really serious. And they walked in and it was like fully, like slow motion. And they were oh like, God. it was like a movie had, it was honestly like, they, they stood there and they were like, we're so sorry. No, don't, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I'm so sorry, but your father's like... No, passed oh away. Oh my god! Yeah. So you so, hadn't spoken to him. I hadn't spoken to him. Oh the my last, god! Yeah, I know. The last, so the last, I messaged him the last time we spoke. I messaged him on Father's Day, like so that would have been September. This was October now, and I was just like, "Happy Father's Day, Dad! Like, love you." And he just wrote back, and that was the last time we ever spoke. But um, so he was found on the sixth yeah. of October, um, in his kitchen, I think, and he he died of a gastrointestinal hemorrhage so which basically means that he would have had like an ulcer in his stomach basically and had like it would have ruptured um i don't know how long he was there yeah they, do they know no which is really really awful yeah and i think he had like his liver was failing as well that's what oh, the coroner's report awful. came back so it was actually it was really fucking surreal like it was one of those out of body yeah it's like, like a of, movie it was, scene yeah. sort of thing and i don't think i cried for like like I called my sister straight away and then called my mum. Mum was in Europe. Oh, God. <laughs> so I went and stayed with my sister and I didn't cry, I don't think, until I saw, like, I called my best friend Camille and I she, like, came over and until I, like, saw Camille her. and hugged her, like, I, that's when I started oh, that's crying. so awful. The weirdest thing, though, as well, like, my dad died on the same day that my grandpa died and the oh. same day that his dad died. So three generations. All died on all the died same on the day. the 6th of October. <laughs> oh my god that's but, really weird but if you think about it i think my dad was drinking to so much excessively because of his dad's death path, passing coming up so he would have probably just been drinking absolutely annihilating Stupid, himself yeah. because of the date that was coming up so i don't know i just i guess if he had have seeked that help that he was i don't know if he ever saw a psychologist or ever spoke to anyone maybe in the rehab centers they probably would have yeah done some maybe sort of, because they have to try and pinpoint where it's... Yeah, where it's coming from. But I honestly feel like he, he had have seeked help and spoken to someone ongoing about his issues. He probably wouldn't have turned to alcohol for to numb the pain. I think it's so awful that... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story. That, <laughs> I did not know that that's how it all happened. Yeah. That's awful. And I'm extremely sorry that you have been through that. It's... um. 
Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit weird saying it out loud, I guess. I haven't really told you many tell, people you, that. In was that. a strong telling. You did that extremely well. I'm a little bit shaky. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, tears were in my eyes. I was feeling. Um, I can't, yeah. Anyone that knows me well knows I don't have a great relationship with my dad. Hmm. And now you telling that, I'm like, oh my God. Like it makes you just, it puts everything into perspective oh, sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, fuck, life is like too short oh, so sometimes. Short. And it's just so sad. Like he was 60 years old when he passed away. Yeah, and that's it's like, just. It's just such a sad thing, like a sad way to go because it's so avoidable. Yeah, it is avoidable. Like it if is. he had have just like gone in the other direction and like really asked for help and he could have completely changed his path. I feel like our, our parents' generation is even worse than our generation with seeing of, someone and talking oh, about their feelings, absolutely. especially males. Yeah. I think now it's, like, a little bit more... Open. Like, and yeah, open and ex- yeah, um, accepted is the wrong word, but it's kind of true. Yeah. Whereas, like, any dads... Oh, back in the day. No. no way. They're, like, no shunned for yeah, it, for well, being somewhat emotional. Absolutely. Boys, yeah, they were told that boys don't cry. <laughs> Boys crying is really sad to watch, though. <laughs> Boys crying? Yeah. I don't know if I've... I've never seen Trent cry. Really? No, I don't think so. Have you seen... Yeah, I've seen my ex-boyfriend cry. Yeah. I've seen my dad cry. That's nice. I never... I don't know if I... Oh, actually, I would have seen dad cry. Yeah, so I guess that is the story, and I, I guess I did just want to share that in a sense that just... If you sort of see it, if you've got any loved ones and you think that there might be warning signs of any sort of alcohol addiction or... Uh, mental health issues I guess just really talk to them and ask them and encourage them to speak to someone and reach out and ask for help because yeah be there for them yeah people really need help and I feel like especially at the moment especially at the moment and like I said like if I hadn't have given up on dad I don't know what would have been so I feel like maybe the story is here that just don't fucking give up on people yeah it's so hard though because you also have to put yourself first like you had to draw a line and that's definitely something that you can't live with regret for no yeah i know because you had to put yourself first and like 10 years like you did stick by him for the better half of the situation and i think as well like this is another thing like if people there has to be a point where the person wants to change. Yeah, exactly right. If they don't want to, they, I mean, they're never going to. It has to come from them. It, yeah, like, and if they, if they do it for someone else, you'll mm, end up resenting. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, it gets held against you and just, yeah. yeah. They've got to do it, want to do it for themselves. And you can definitely be there to support them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, someone's got to want to change and want to do it for the right reasons as well, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Well, guys, a bit of a heavy, heavy. episode, <laughs> heavy episode but today. I hope that I guess you got something out of that. Out of that. Definitely. I think it, like I said, it puts things into perspective too. Yeah. And just, yeah. yeah, perspective. Yeah, and just as well, if you feel like you're like turning to alcohol for sort yeah of, or drugs or drugs for to, in coping any way, mechanisms. Yeah, for coping mechanisms. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, highly encourage you to maybe speak to someone or seek other ways that you can do it like invest in your health like exercise yeah meditation all of those sort of other things and because alcohol it sounds so clean i had this conversation with a client the other day who told me they were like struggling mentally a little bit and Mm -hmm. i was like it sounds like so like oh journal oh meditate Mm -hmm. oh this or that but like it works do it yeah do it (laughs) don't knock it to you because it actually is like it's when you get like feelings out from in your head onto paper or from you know voice to like if i was to talk to you about something you just feel so much 
lighter because you just a way of yeah, getting it out. Getting it out, absolutely. <laughs> you can't bottle it up. That's when shit explodes. Yeah. <laughs> but so in light of that, guys, we are doing sober October. We'd love you to jump on the bandwagon yeah. with us if you're wanting to improve your health a little bit because I feel like when I'm not drinking, I'm so much more clear. I'm totally. Like, yeah. Mon- no brain fog. No brain fog. You jump out of bed like yeah. on a Monday morning. So yeah, guys, definitely jump on board if it's something that you feel like you can do or you want to set yourself a challenge as well. Yeah. Even do semi-sober October. Yeah. Just drink like... Like reducing the amount of alcohol you drink Just sort of be really aware about how alcohol makes you feel about... Yeah, if it's Behave, affecting if it's, the way... You, it could be affecting others around you that yeah. you don't even know either. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, if you feel like, you know, you are affecting others with your alcohol habits... Yeah. <laughs> you're getting aggressive. <laughs> cutting back a little bit will... I can't find one negative that would come from... Having cutting back. It, cutting back, no, yeah. No, way. No, I can only give positives. So Agreed. there's no reason why you can't or shouldn't do it. Yeah, it'll help you... With your clarity, with sleeping, not yeah. to mention the reduced calories that you'll be... This is true. Um, not eating, alcohol drinking. Is, yeah, alcohol can be a killer when it comes to weight killer. loss. Yeah, weight loss. Weight loss. It can be a real killer and or sometimes the reason that people aren't losing totally. weight and, get, and reaching the And goals. people don't realise because you're drinking it, you're not actually eating yeah. it. Yeah, agreed. So, you yeah, guys, that's a wrap for that our app. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We will link the donation page in our Go One Better podcast bio. Yeah, bio. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a little bit of a review or share with your friends, share with someone who we might. We would love that. Yeah, yeah, we might love, take something away from this. We might take something as well. And we will see you guys next week. Yes, have a beautiful week, guys. Thank you.